Merry Christmas, everyone. For our Christmas episode, we have a big, big gift for everyone. We are going to be talking about how to approach gambling from financial sense. Obviously giving away all of our big picks, talking about the games this coming weekend. Before we get into all of that, we actually have another fantasy question. Our help to Nate Schmidt worked out last week. Zay Jones crushed it. And he, still, and he still lost. Zay Jones was like 40% of his points, and it was, it was a blowout. His whole team, he had Miles Sanders. He had uh, Dante Foreman, who combined for a point. <laughs> Listen, here's the analogy on that. You've got a 1994 Cutlass, okay, that's on its last life, and you slap on spinners, okay? Zay Jones was the spinners. Does not change the fact that you drive a Cutlass. And Sorry. you know he looked cool. Riding around those <laughs> shady corners. All right. About 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this. Ken, host on the show, is not here, so he can't ask us in person, but he will be listening. Jeff Wilson, Dante Foreman, Dion Jackson. He wants specifically Connor's take on this. PPR options. <laughs> Give us one. All right. So thank you, Ken. I'm glad you trust me over your brother. Probably very smart. Listen, first of all, you gave me a complete crapshoot of a pick here. Any of these could be right, so let me preface that. So we're going to be shot in the dark on any of these three, but I think you have to go with game script here. And I understand that last week you're looking at Jeff Wilson, who wasn't there. Okay, so we don't know what he looked like last week. Raheem Mostert looked great. So recency bias is going to say they may re lean on Mostert. And I don't think they have anything other than a 50-50 split when he's there. Mm, I don't I don't know. Miami should win this game. I'm not going to go with Jeff Wilson. I think that it'll be a 50-50 split, and it's Green Bay. I don't know how many opportunities there are going to be. By the way, Green Bay is one of the slowest offenses in the entire NFL, meaning – they're going to keep the ball away from Cheetah. They're going to keep the ball away from Tua. They're going to keep the ball away from Mike. I just don't know how many opportunities there are going to be to go around. Jeff Wilson could come back and be fantastic. I don't know. He was limited in practice today. Not Jeff Wilson. So your picks are Deontay Foreman and Deion Jackson. All right. This is totally – you could totally disagree with me on this. I personally am going to go with Deion Jackson. Why? All right. The majority of last week's game – against the Minnesota Vikings, they were winning. They went with Zach Moss. Zach Moss, I don't even think, had an attempt out of the back. I don't even think he had, was re receiving or had a receiving target last week. The majority, the overwhelming majority, and the terrible clock management by Jeff Saturday and terrible team play was them winning the game. I think the game script does not favor them this week. Chargers are going to go up. They should go up. Ken and I were talking, or Phil and I were talking about it at the beginning of this show. <laughs> and he had 14 plus points that should not have been on the board. That game should not have happened that way at all. Kirk Cousins is not going to throw for 400 plus yards in the second half. It's just not happening. So, Chargers go up here. I do believe that Deion Jackson is the receiving back. By the way, he still had 13 carries plus a receiving touchdown. I'm going to go with Deion Jackson on this. 
I don't think Zach Moss is that much of a threat. Yes, I would say this is a 50-50 split between Zach Moss and Deion Jackson, and he's going to get the value touches. Touching on Deontay Foreman, if they go up in this game versus Detroit and they want to, they want to run the ball, I get it, but I don't think they go up in this game. I think Chuba takes the – I think Detroit goes up early. I think they stay up. And I think Chuba eats into uh, Deontay Foreman's carries. And also, last week, it was nearly a 50-50 split, period, with Carolina. So, shot in the dark. The answer for me is Deion Jackson. Let's see what happens. Phil, the floor is yours, sir. Deion Jackson. You said it. You covered most of it. Uh, (laughs) But the Chargers are a good offense. I think they're going to put up some points, and I think Deion Jackson is going to get some PPR value here. And then Zach Moss looked so bad in the Colts <laughs> outfit, in the Colts uniform this week. So uh, Deion Jackson looked like the better runner. Total I think he's in play. He yeah. totally just took volume and just turned it up. It was a Najee Harris play. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm still siding with uh, Deion Jackson here. He's just he just looked better. He's he's the best running back in that offense. I don't care if that offense is down. They'll they'll toss it to him a little bit, get some PPR value. All right, with fantasy out the way, let's move on to our wonderful gift, the financial education that everyone dies for when it comes to sports betting, because you know these people aren't impulsive that sports bet. Not me, that's for sure. Anyways, uh, so Connor and I actually have a good background in finance and finance-related things, and we were talking before the show, and we said there's pretty much there's like two households of thought on this. Number one is the most obvious one. It is you have your expenses throughout you know, your, your week, your day, whatever. And you're like, oh, hey, impulse buy, I'm going to get a Chipotle burrito. You can replace that Chipotle burrito with a $10 bet on whatever team you're feeling. And then, boom, if you win, congratulations, now you have $20. Now you get two Chipotle burritos. Or if you lose, now it's all gone. And you're like, whatever, I just didn't get my burrito. Instead, I had a typical sandwich for lunch. I think this is a good way to go about it, but it's very important in this situation to, one, be responsible in betting always, two, you have to have a budget and plan for this and be aware of your expenses. So this is obvious, simple. I think we said finance 101. Have a budget, know your expenses, and know what is compulsory purchases. So, Connor, anything else you want to add on that? <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, I mean, I, I think the reality is I heard somebody, and I think this is great advice to me, he said gambling, if you go to a casino, if you go to somewhere in Vegas – Whatever you have, put the money aside and assume it's gone. Just assume it's gone, okay? So if you put it there and you say, hey, here's – because what's going to happen is you're going to get in, you're going to – you might hit one. And then there's a reason that casinos don't have windows and they don't have clocks, okay? So they don't want you to leave because they don't want you to know how long you've been there. Also, they want you to double down. I would say one smart thing to do. If you double your money, if you win, if you do something along those lines and you make 20 and you make 40, you do not have $40 to spend. Take the 20, put it back in and say, I've got $20 to spend. Part of it is keeping that principle. Don't touching that principle of what your original bet was. Fantastic. Put it away. Uh, You know, there's the other, there's another school of thought, you know, I've seen people go in into you know, some online betting and things like that. And they'll have five or six time, five or six bets. And then that's what they have. Or 
they'll take one and do that $10 and say, hey, I'm not buying Chipotle this week. I'm going to take that 10 And then guess what? I'm going to bet a three-leg a three leg parlay, something along those lines. Guess what? You might bet one a week. In fact, I have a buddy who bets one time a week. He takes $10. He misses every week. However, he hit. I think it was a four-leg parlay. Got paid out 10 times, 12 times. Guess what? He just covered the rest of his year for his gambling. So, you know, obviously we're not big whales here. We're not taking thousands of dollars. That's the only real, real, real way, in my opinion, to play the odds and just say, hey, and we're talking about blackjack here. So something completely <laughs> different. But you're going to gamble. The long-term odds are what you shoot for. But the reality is it's act like it's already gone because the, when people say odds are X, Y, and Z, those are long-term odds. Those are you have to play constantly. You have to play hundreds and hundreds of bets, hundreds and hundreds of hands just in general. Take the money. Act like it's gone. Pocket it if you win. Move on with that margin. Don't move back on with, oh, man, I've got double my money. I'm going to bet 40 now. Wrong. Like, uh, you know, the, the the famous scenes in movies, you know, we, we robbed a bank and we have $10,000. We have $100,000. Now we're going to go play roulette. And it's like, oh, I have $20,000, $200,000. $200, and you putting that money and doubling down is not saying, oh, I have 200. I could easily have $400,000. It's like, no, no, no. You already doubled your money. Keep in mind yeah. where, where you came from. And uh, as I say, you brought up a good point. Uh, I would say always bet in the same units, which is like, if you call a unit a $10 bet and you, and you get 20 now, you're like, don't bet $20. Don't change your benchmark. You're like, oh, I still have my $10. That's my Chipotle on Fridays or whatever. I'm going to keep putting that in. And then you can accumulate over time and eventually shift. But you got to remember, if you win one week, you might lose the next. We talk about it all the time. We are over 50% on the year. But, it, you know, we're not out over here hitting 70 80% being like, oh, double the money this week, pocket it, and let's go double it again next. No. Um, to Connor's second point, this is a – like, the school of thought is over the long run, you want to be able to, you know, find small edges and bets, which is getting you, you know, hitting 55 to 60% of the time instead of, you know, 50-50 and taking that excess money now. And now you can kind of create a long-term system where you're looking at – this is how much I've invested, and this is not. That's the second school of thought that I mentioned, uh, you know, the two ideas where you are viewing this as, like, essentially kind of a retirement fund or just an investment fund where you are putting money in continuously and you're monitoring how it grows. You're saying, okay, I need to hit this target ROI because, you know, in the world of economics, that is the replace or what's it called? Not re it, it, It's replacement cost, but I can't think of it. The next best option. Whatever. The opportunity cost. Opportunity cost. There it is. Yeah. So the opportunity cost is like in a different investment fund. You have to be able to beat that and yada, yada, yada in terms of finance. But you get the joy and excitement of betting. So you get that aspect. Um, but again, always, always, always be safe. Don't bet more you can handle. Have a good knowledge of your finances in general. Uh, yeah. You want to add on to that? <laughs> Only thing I would say is the last thing for us, people like we're millennials. We're young. We've got... You know, obviously we kind of sit in the middle between the tech crew, which is what Gen X and Gen Y, whoever's below us now that are just like crazy TikTok. Okay, well, fine, we're not them. All right, but the reality Connor is- Connor sounded like an old man. I, I am. But the reality is 
the group that started like Barstool, okay, you'll see them go out and they are, they started writing betting lines, just like we're talking about right now. You'll see them now blow, you know, Dave Portnoy will go and do a $100,000 bet and he'll get a million. Well, here's the reality. I can guarantee you Dave is no dummy. Dave is a guy who also, two things, he has that kind of money to bet. And two, he also is doing what we're talking about right now, but on a larger scale. His millions of dollars coming in is a, allowing him to have $100,000 in one bet in disposable income. Don't get distracted by that because I promise you there are 99.9% .9 of other people that are not Dave Portnoy that are losing a lot of money if they bet that. Nobody has the stones to do that kind of stuff. And also, he is probably getting a kickback. He sponsored – Barstool was bought by Penn National Gaming. Penn is a, one of the largest betting companies in the entire world. They're publicly traded. He has an incentive to show you the marketing side and go out, and that's exactly what they've done. So don't get distracted by social media. Don't get distracted by media, movies. And don't get distracted by trying to be a big baller. You will lose. Yeah, last thing. How it is. <laughs> last thing. I see it all the time. People, like, you look on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reddit, probably TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know. But all, all you see is, look at this parlay I hit. And you mentioned a four-leg parlay paying out 12 to 1. Well, it's like people doing stupid parlays, like the backup quarterback has four touchdowns and things like that. And once they hit, Congratulations. Whoever bet them put a dollar down and they're now they made two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars or something. You gotta remember, Vegas ain't dumb. It is filled with brilliant, brilliant mathematicians, statisticians, uh, like finance, economics, people that understand game theory and all of this wonderful things that go into betting. And they are baiting you to come bet. Those things get posted and you go, Oh, I can turn five dollars into a million. You have the same the odds work the exact same as the lottery system. You're not outsmarting the the, the, the books. They lose those occasionally, but they win them 99% of the time. And they don't care about the one time they lose. So don't fall for that. Do what you can responsibly. And if you have if you have $3 in your account and you want to do a bet like that, that's fine. That's great. It means nothing to you. You're, you're Like I said, you're wasting, now you're wasting a drink at Chipotle instead of even the whole burrito. <laughs> well, guess what? Here's the reality. I don't go to Chipotle that much, Phil. Just pick something else than Chick-fil-A or... Fine. Fine. I don't pick. know where you go to eat. <laughs> yeah, I... I Chipotle just... It's another, it's, it's another day, another conversation. Chipotle is oversold now. All they do is put rice in there and mostly beans and give you no meat. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I completely agree. But if you get the half and half you get slightly more no meat than other people. All right. Speaking of which, what do you think? You think they know the you think they know that people are doing that just like Vegas. Do you think pe they know that people are slightly getting better and slightly getting more? No, they're just going to put more rice on there. Just like putting two green spots on the roulette wheel. Every once in a while, everyone loses, okay? They know the odds. They're telling you right now. If I get a base chicken burrito, or if I get half chicken, half barbacoa, I am getting more meat, half chicken, half barbacoa, because the people measuring out don't do as well of job on half and half. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're however, however, but 
it's still not like I'm winning in that. Chipotle, wow. Chipotle is a huge billion or trillion dollar. I don't even know what they are now. So, all right, there we go. Finance expert knowledge here. Essentially, it boils down to typical finance. Be safe, know what you can do, and don't fall into bad circles of, I lost a bet. Now I need to double my bet and catch up. Play, keep a long-term view in mind. If you believe that you actually have good knowledge the way Connor and I do and come on here and try to share it, and we're over 50%, so we're not actually all that wrong. <laughs> so then you can play the long game and say, okay, Connor and I, what, last year we started out terrible. We were both hitting like 40 45% caught up this year. We've had our dips, we've had our highs, but it's all evened out and now smoothing in that, you know, 53 to 60% range, which is kind of where you, you know, if you can hit 60%, wonderful. But if you want, you want to be at least 53, so you're breaking even. Well, here's what's going to happen. We're going to tell you what to do, take all my bets, put them on a parlay, and you're going to get paid out this week. Boom. Boom. Hyping up not to bet parlays and then go follow it up with a, absolutely, I know, I'm overconfident. Bet a parlay. <laughs> bet a parlay. You know what? Do everything I say and then throw Josh Allen to an MVP on it. Trust me. <laughs> That'll be good. Uh, yeah, with the Jalen Hurts injury, we will talk about MVP awards later, though. Well, actually, I don't know about later or ever. Let's get into picks. <laughs> All right. Ken Smash Play. He's not here. We're just going to acknowledge it because he texted it. He said Jacksonville and Detroit, but it's really Detroit because he knows Detroit is, is the child of the show. Six and one. They're right in the playoff hunt. I think they control their own destiny. If they don't, they need Washington to lose a game. But I think for the most part, Washington isn't good right now. So they're good. They're going to control their own destiny. He has them. Washington also gets San Francisco this week, so 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 that loss is already booked. All right, and thank you to the refs last week. Uh, the Washington Commanders went from seventy six percent or whatever eighty eight percent chance to get into the playoffs with a win, and now they have like a twenty six percent chance. Thank you, Mister Guy, who decided that he would stick it to Terry McLaurin, who asked twice <laughs> if he was on. Am I am I okay? And he goes, No, now you are. And then threw the flag. And then said, I didn't say that. All right, so Detroit minus two and a half. You actually have that also on the bet card. Do you want to break anything down? There's very simple. I think we, first of all, I picked, I think I picked Carolina last week. Hate them. They suck. Sam Darnold still sucks. Not analysis on Detroit, but I am happy. I am happy that Dan Campbell is actually coming to fruition and coming into his own as a coach. Um, I think they, they're talking about extending Jared Goff because he's playing so well. Um, I think he's a fantastic bridge quarterback. Listen, I think I, I really do think if you watch this offense, this is one of the most high-powered offenses in the NFL. They are top 10 in most categories. We're talking, uh, I, I mean, they're the lead ranked in uh, – fourth ranked in yards – uh, I mean, I, I think that they are top 10 in uh, you know, touchdowns. I think they're top 10 in just about every category. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It, this is a very, very, very simple pick here. Darnold does not put up points. I think Detroit goes up early. And I think that they have, as much as it sucks and as much as we were hyping up DeAndre Swift, they have three good backs, unfortunately. Fantasy aside, they have three good backs. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, they can play whatever game you want to play. 
we can go up tempo and crush you, or we can bleed it out. Um, and I don't think that I, I really don't think Carolina has anything special here. Um, I think they what they, they lost last week. I think they blew a lead versus. Uh, uh, no, they didn't cover last week. That's what it was. Um, but Who, uh, again, no, no, Carolina. Carolina lost to the Steelers. Yeah, Carolina again to the Steelers to the Steelers. Which more on that later. Uh, but nothing really crazy here. I do think that this, if it's not my smash play of the week, it's pretty darn close. I agree with Ken here. Uh, I think they are red hot, and I think they are playing for Dan Campbell, and they've got a good rhythm here. And I just, this is just as much a bet against Carolina as it is for Detroit. All right, we're going to go with my smash play next, since you got some talking in right there. And I am going with the almighty Tennessee Titans. What? Tennessee sucks. They've been doing so bad recently. And the Houston Texans, what? They've been, like, keeping up with really, really good teams who are supposed to be top in their conference. I know all that. And let me tell you what. None of that matters when Derrick Henry is coming to town. In his last four games against Houston, he has not put up under 35 fantasy points. We're talking (laughs) 200 yards. We're talking two touchdowns. We are talking just complete annihilation. He's had it going in each of the first half. I don't know what happens in the second half when he tails off. I think Mike Vrabel figures it out. I think this is a game where Mike Vrabel can outcoach his opponent. He hasn't had that opportunity recently. The Chargers have more talent. Uh, other teams he's played have more talent. I'm sorry, I don't know them off the top of my head. But I just think Tennessee has been getting outmanned, and it, 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 it was due to happen because they had a tough schedule. They started off easy, and when they had their stretch run against bad teams like the Colts, um, I don't know. I just think that I know they beat the Colts twice. Uh, they kept it like Tennessee, like they covered or they pushed last week on the Chargers and had no business being, they, they had no business being in that game either. But, but that's my point. They, they are, are good. Like, like, like that's the coaching. However, they yeah. just didn't have the, the, the horses to finish it. Yeah. And this game, it's three points. That is, you're betting them to win. If they win by a field goal, it's still a push. Not a bad deal to have. The Texans are running a two-quarterback offense currently. <laughs> like, In the NFL. This team is just absolutely demolished. It is a sad-looking team, and they have played tough, and they have, they I love them for it. Lovey Smith is getting them going each game, and I'm just telling you what, the Titans are just a better football team. They are, way, they are better coached. They are more disciplined, and I think they finally get some of that rage out. I don't think Tennessee wins their division. I've been a huge Jacksonville guy, and I think Jacksonville can do it. Starting to believe that upset for Dallas was wonderful. The beatdown of the Titans last week was great. But this week, Titans will get another win, maintain their lead atop their division, I think, for now. And it will be just a nice little cover for them. Derrick Henry, though, another huge game. Don't care if Malik Willis is in. He only needs to make seven or eight good throws. He did against KC. I think his first 10 throws were all solid, and then the next 15 were trash. I think he'll have. Wheels fell off. He'll, he's going to have his scripted 10 throws. He's going to hit them all. Tennessee wins this. That's all. Your smash play is up. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I, I would say Detroit was pretty close to my smash play, but my real smash play, seriously, this Tampa, uh, This is the first time I think I've ever had a total be my smash play. And I think you said that two weeks ago. No, that was last week. How'd that no, go? no, 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 no. I didn't yeah, have you my said it last play. week. You said it last week. I didn't have my week. smash play. 
That's not my Smash play. Was it my Smash play? I think I it was. Because I remember you saying, I haven't had a total be my Smash play. And it was. All right. By the way, let's talk about that. Let's break that down, okay? <laughs> Last week, the Smash play was Indianapolis and Minnesota. I hate to rehash it, but we're going to rehash it, okay? That's we just it. talked about this with Deion Jackson, okay? Indianapolis had no business even being in that game, okay? <laughs> there was two – they had, like, 20 points, exactly what I said. The, the total was 48, okay? They needed to have less than 24 points, less than 24 points of offensive points, okay? They had 14-plus points from special teams or defense. That is the killer. That entire complexion of that game should not have been that way. And they went on to only score three points in the second half. Okay? This should not have happened. I don't care what you say. I don't care about Vegas. This should have been the smash play. I'm going to double down into another total this week. This week's smash play, again, the team that throws the ball the most in the NFL is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Arizona has a bottom five pass defense in the NFL. They are going against each other. I think this is a total game where it's coming down to the wire. Tom needs to cement himself into the playoffs. He knows that. Who cares that they're six and eight? Who cares that their entire division is five and nine? Who cares? Doesn't matter. If they win, they're in. I think Tom puts up. 25-plus in this game, 28-plus maybe. And I think all Arizona has to do is put up 13-plus-ish points. I think that's what's going to happen. I think Tom finally gets it together. By the way, dude still had three touchdown passes last week. Um, I don't care if it's garbage time. You notice I'm not taking the points here, even if it's 7.5, because that just seems like way too many points for – Tampa Bay defense, that sucks. They're middle of the road. That's the other thing. James Conner has had a little bit of a resurgence here. Trace McSorley is starting. I get that. But I think they're going to lean on the run, and I think that they're going to put up more than 13 points. I'm thinking this game goes down. This game goes to, like, 28-13. I think it goes if they put up – if the Cardinals can put up 14, even better. If they can put up 21, even better. I promise you, Tampa Bay, Bay is putting up more than 21. That's smash play of the week. All right. We are going to follow that up with no more smash plays because we gave them all already. You already have you already have the three locks of the week. So let's Parlay see. It. Parlay it. <laughs> these, are the, these are the best of the rest. I'm going off Thursday night football. I know. What? Thursday night football? You guys never talk because we never record in time to talk about Thursday football. But here we are. Jacksonville. Versus the Jets. And you know I love my Jaguars. They are one and a half point underdogs. And I'm telling you, the weather is so bad, I don't trust a team from Florida right now. So that's why I'm going with the under. Because we all know Zach Wilson is not good at football. Last week, <laughs> everyone's like, did you see him? He threw for like 300 yards. Did you know he threw 18? He completed 18 passes out of 35? You know how bad that is? Like, it's so hard to move the ball when you're throwing, like, second down from, like, second and seven. You, he's not going to – he makes big plays. That's fun and all. But you don't score touchdowns. You don't score a lot of points that way. You end up getting, like, a huge chunk play and then punting from, like, the opponent 40 because you didn't move the ball again. The Jags 
like I said, don't play well in the cold. Zach Wilson, not a good quarterback. Jets defense, phenomenal. Jack's defense is able, warm bodies, so they're going to be in the way <laughs> of Zach Wilson. I, I just think the under here, 37 and a half, it's going to be cold. It's windy. It's a huge theme. Um, a huge storm front is actually coming in. It's preventing me from going home to Cleveland for Christmas. So Jackson, so it's going to stop Jacksonville and the Jets from scoring. Let's go under 37 and a half. That's a total, like, that's another thing. I can't believe people were like, oh, well, Zach had a pretty good game. That's a total thing where you did not actually watch the game. Mm-hmm. That's a total cop-out from a numbers person who says, I only look at stats. If you watched, he had one, I mean, back-breaking interception last week. And it was a total, like, who is he throwing it to? I mean, he punted the ball up in the air, and the corner was literally waiting for it to come down. No wide receiver within five yards. So he clearly either, A, was not on the same page as wide receivers, or B, totally, completely misread the coverage. Either way, both of those are not good. And that doesn't mean that he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, he threw some long passes last week. So what? Anybody can throw Hail Marys. Anybody can throw it up. Seriously, the Josh Rosen can throw the ball up, too. By the way, why do we say that? Because that's his comp. Josh Rosen is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is Josh Rosen. They will be in the same position in five years on their couch. Yeah, it's just one of those things I don't understand at all. It's it, it's the it, he's like the mad the, the the quarterback in Madden where you look at a quarter, a kid playing Madden and you're like that kid threw for five touchdowns and three interceptions and 500 yards, but he threw like 15 of 40. And it's one of the things. It's not sustainable offense. It's not moving the chains regularly. It's it's why people hate pass heavy offenses. It's like yeah, you average you know seven eight yards a pass. But that's because if you take out your best two throws, you didn't move the ball at all. That's why running the ball is still important. Um, I think – I can't remember the exact details on this, but uh, PFF came out with a report that, like, the best play in football is actually – or, like, the best stable offense is actually being able to run the ball for five or six yards of play because you get the high floor where, um, you know, even if you get stopped and you average five yards of carry, you're still at second and seven, you know? And the problem is when you're running the ball and you're up at second and 10 a lot, that hence the Buccaneers, which if you want to talk analytics on this, uh, I'll do another time. Just letting you know, inefficiency on a play-to-play basis is terrible. And it ruins offenses. And it might be cool for one or two flash plays, but it causes problems. And when you play in bad weather, you're not going to have those deep throws. Zach Wilson has a good arm. He doesn't have an Allen arm, though. And that's what's going to stop problems or cause problems. Enough about our hatred towards Zach Wilson and the Jets. And the, I guess we love the Jets besides him. Anyways, what's your next pick? We both have your favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, baby. Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns. If you guys don't know, Phil's from Cleveland. <laughs> He's lived through everything and then some. He was so happy when they brought Deshaun Watson here. No. I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. Ah, that's a whole nother conversation. We're not even opening that camera. I was excited that we had a quarterback that could play at an all-pro level. Yeah. Outside of that. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't have been all that excited about Deshaun either. 
who hasn't been very good this year? Again, most yeah, people listening. We talked about. I, I don't know if I said it on here, but we knew you saw that coming. That's that. That's a. We he hasn't that played. Coming. He hasn't this played in two years. For twenty three, they're playing. They're they're getting. This is a a dress rehearsal for twenty three. Exactly. And when when you give a guy two hundred fifty million dollars cash, pretty much it's it, it doesn't matter what he does. He's your quarterback. Yeah. Ha ha, Russell Wilson. And you, <laughs> and you also give him basically zero dollars to play in twenty three. Your contract is structured such that it's a million dollars in twenty three or twenty two, and then oh I don't know two hundred and forty nine million dollars after twenty two. Say what you want. The lawyer is good that made up that deal. <laughs> why they can hire the best uh, anyways they're playing the new orleans saints in cleveland in the ice freezing cold which by the way new orleans where do they play they play in a dome in new orleans they are not going to be ready for this fine andy dalton is there he's played in the freezing cold he played used to play in cincinnati but let me remind you andy dalton is um not good at football anymore so here we are chris Olave has been hurt all week there's a chance he doesn't even play uh, you have Rahid Shah Rahid Shahid Rahid Shahid Shahid whatever his name is another rookie wide receiver who is a deep threat at best Jarvis Landry was missing all week this week by the way saw a crazy stat last week David Johnson for the love of donuts ran as many routes run had as many routes run or more routes run than Alvin Kamara last week yes David, David Johnson. The, the David Johnson from, from, the from Arizona was kind of good like six years ago, had more routes run than Alvin Kamara. What does that tell you? They are offensively completely inept. Their offensive coordinator should be fired. Supposedly, they're bringing back Dennis Allen. Fine. He's a defensive head coach. Here's what you need to do. Go get an offensive coordinator. But you're not going to get one this week. So... As crazy as it sounds, this total is 32 and a half. There's a chance that I would end up taking the under, but I'm not going to because that is egregiously low. I think that is the lowest we've ever seen. It might be. Yep. Anyways, who's going to be better? I don't care if Nick Chubb is out. There's a chance he misses. Fine. That's why you have Kareem Hunt and Ernest Johnson. You run the football. You play a good defense with Miles Garrett. Garrett comes back, Javion Clowney, fine. You can talk about him being a waste. Doesn't matter. He demands attention. Uh, this is this seems to be like again, Cleveland minus two and a half. It's basically a push 'em, basically a pick. If it's a pick 'em, I'm thinking they're winning by more than a field goal. For the love of donuts, don't pick Andy Dalton. That's it. That's it. So a big advantage in these games, right, is one, neither team can throw the ball far. You're talking 25-mile winds, uh, let alone whatever the gusts get up to with snow. So Andy Dalton doesn't move. They do have Taysom Hill, but I don't think Taysom Hill plays well outside of the Superdome. He's not, I feel like he is not like, – like, he's a good straight-line runner. I feel like he doesn't have good cut and burst. But I bring that up to say Deshaun Watson is a – Solid mobile quarterback. We've seen him make plays on uh, with his feet already. Like a couple plays here and there is all it's going to take to win this game. Because like the total is thirty two and a half. Everyone knows it's not going to be high scoring. You you can win this game ten to three, ten to seven. Both are covers for the Browns. I think the Browns. I, I'm with you. The Browns got this. Miles Garrett. Um, the tackles for the Saints are terrible. 
the I, I, the left tackle is at least where Miles Garrett will be lining up. So I think he's just going to run in, wreck Andy Dahl, who's not mobile. They won't have time to set things up. Even if you do throw, it won't work. And I think the Browns can at least – both teams are going to be crowding the, against the run, and the Browns have a better offensive line to create rushing offense in this case. And as you said, two good backup running backs. Like Dearness Johnson, when he was the lone running back last year, what, 25 carries, 110 yards? And a touchdown. I had him in fantasy. It was wonderful. So here we go. My next pick. I am going fly, Eagles, fly. Give me Minshew Mania. I wish I would have shaved and prepped for it and got my handlebars going. But hear me out. We talked about it preseason. Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback and definitely deserves to be in the MVP conversation. They don't, they have so much to work with currently, and Dallas Goddard comes back. I think that they can come out. They have a great offensive line. They can slow down the Dallas pass rush. They have a good defensive line. They can slow down the Dallas run game. Dak Prescott has been throwing Dallas out of games recently. <laughs> he leads the league in interceptions, I think. And uh, it might have been uh, just since his return. And he has like 11 in six or seven games. It is by far the most. And he acts like a bye week. So on a per game basis, he is crushing other people. They are not making good decisions. I don't know what it is about Dallas's offense. Kellen Moore, I believe, is a solid offensive coordinator. Uh, but for whatever reason, Dak Dak isn't seeing the field correctly. Philly has one of the most opportunistic defenses in the NFL. James Bradbury, Darius Slay playing at a high level. Their defensive line creates pressure. So I think this game is just bad for Dallas. I am not scared of Minshew. I honestly was probably going to lean Dallas in this game if Philly was a favorite with Hurts as a starter. But now that it's the other way, I don't think Minshew, a Minshew drop-off, at least in the first week, because we saw it with Baker Mayfield last two weeks ago when he started for the Rams. When you switch your offense because of the quarterback, the other the defense doesn't know what to hit that they're going to be hit with. Well, Jalen Hurts to Gardner Minshew is a huge change in offensive scheme. I think that's going to be a huge advantage. He, he can make the throws. We've loved it. We've been hounding uh, for him to be a quarterback anywhere in the NFL where he can get some play time. Because like, we just love watching him. He can't throw far, but he's just he's just got wily tough guy that you want to see on the field. I like Philly. AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Scott are going to make his job easy. All he has to do is put it where it belongs. I mean, he can do that. They're not ruling out Hurts, by the way. Supposedly he's questionable. Uh, when when you pretty much have, I think they only need to win one game and they clinch home field advantage throughout. Yeah, don't Supposedly. don't risk it. I mean, it's coach speak, too. When Kyle Shanahan said that he was going to split carries with Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, I totally believed that, too. In fact, I did actually kind of believe that when he did 50-50, and I sold him for Saquon Barkley. Hasn't been a total loss in fantasy, but it hasn't been as good as CMC. Anyways, <laughs> some of that is also due to the fact that Elijah Mitchell blew out his knee again. So, you know, to be fair, still, it, it's, not, it's Mitchell, not apples to apples here. Elijah Mitchell was their running they're, they're grind-the-clock guy. Yeah. So, to be fair, we haven't really seen if that was actually – that was more of an unfortunate trade and just happened to be that way. Not as bad as Cooper Cup for Justin Jefferson, though. That one, that one again, I will stand by that that was relatively fair. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care, okay? That was incredibly unfortunate. I'm still bitter. I'm that also is- playing that guy in, in the semifinals this week. And he's going to haunt me for life, and I'm going to be super pissed. About I need Justin Jefferson and Christian McCaffrey to have bad games this week, so that's good. Uh, good. Both of my semifinal appearances. Good. All right, let's hear your next next pick. Cincinnati's healthy. For the love of donuts, 
Mac Jones still sucks. Matt Patricia still sucks. I don't care what happened last week. Las Vegas shouldn't have won. Fine. Las Vegas is not a good football team. We'll talk about that shortly. I'm telling you, again, Cincinnati is relatively healthy. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, all three scored last week. All three beat the brakes off of Tampa Bay. In my opinion, Tampa Bay is still a better team than New England. I don't care. I, I, I think this is, a, again, another – I would love this line at minus two and a half. I'm still taking it at minus three. Uh, I, I still I, – the, the only – we'll preface this every time we pick Cincinnati. There are going to be games where Zach Taylor just royally ruins it. I don't think this is one. Zach Taylor could potentially ruin this game and make it into a slugfest because it's in Boston. It's going to be bad weather. He's got Joe Mixon back. He's got some Ozzie Piran. Fine. By the way, if you guys don't know this, Cincinnati doesn't even have an indoor practice facility. One of the only ones in the entire they NFL. They do now. Nice try. They're getting, they're getting one. No, they have, a, they have a giant inflatable thing right on the river. <laughs> Sarah and I uh, were driving to the airport like in in October and you just see this like huge inflatable dome and you're like oh my gosh what is this like a kid's playpen and it's like the giant bee for the Bengals we're like why is this your money that why point being point being this is not a Florida team going to the northeast this is a Midwest team in a terrible terrible all four seasons kind of city they will be getting They'll be going to New England. They will not be bothered by the weather. They're going to win this. Oh, also, Ken has this one over 41 and a half. Eh. Ken doesn't know oh, anything. He was asking you for fantasy advice. I think advice. that could be good, but I'm going to stay away from, ironically, the total in this one. Uh, I just realized I'm writing on the Bengals and Pats. I might be piggybacking on you for this one. <laughs> All right. So let's go to the, the head-to-head matchup for us. I got Vegas two and a half plus two and a half. You hinted at that. You have Steelers minus two and a half. And now let me tell you something. Last week, Josh McDaniels blew our minds. He was throwing deep balls left and right to Mac Hollins, who was wide open. He was throwing deep balls to Keelan Cole, who was catching touchdowns. Do you know why? Because Hunter Renfro was there and Darren Waller and Devontae Adams. Now let me say this. I don't know why I believe in the Raiders, but I do. They are a better team. They should, they should have another win or two, I think, so far. And they just constantly blow games. They are one of the best first-half football teams I've ever seen. If something isn't working, you need to fix it. And I think that Pittsburgh is so bad that even if they, uh, the, char- the, the Raiders don't fix their problems, they're going to play well enough to win this game. It's two and a half. It is not a lot. They get the points. But Devontae Adams, I think he's going to have a big game. Steelers don't have a great corner. Darren Waller, I think, should have a big game. They were using him a a fair amount, not a lot, but he was looking good off of his injury. And please, figure out when to run the ball better. That's all I ask. Because Josh Jacobs is a good running back, and he's working his tail off to turn those 27 carries into 90 yards like he has the last two weeks. But it's just telegraphed. That's all it is. All you have to do is switch the plays that you throw to Devontae Adams and run the ball, and you would be fine. But for whatever reason, they are over-telegraphing their plays and being like, oh, first and 10, second and 10, we're winning. We're running the ball for sure. Fix that. They got this. I still believe in them. Their defense ain't great, but you don't have to be great against Kenny Pickett. 
give me the Raiders. Now go ahead, dismantle my argument, and say Josh McDaniels is just going to throw this game away. Like he has three, four games this year already. How many quarters do you play? How many how many quarters do you play in a game? Uh, it's, it's in the name. The, depends. If you're the, well, I guess last week the Raiders, you know, they only needed four quarters to have a comfortable touchdown victory over mm. the Patriots mm. on the world's worst play in the NFL. So were they were they probably gonna like? There's probably a chance that they were gonna lose that game too. Uh, last time I checked, score was thirty to twenty four. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, you play four quarters. They'll lose, you know. They might even win the first two quarters. They might. And then I don't know what will happen. I'm not sure. Josh McDaniels does – it's kind of weird. He does this thing. It's like the reverse uh, the reverse game uh, in, game script. Like, what do you call that? Uh, we always talk about coaches making uh, game in-game adjustments. That's the word I'm looking for. He does the reverse in-game adjustments. He says, hey, this was working great in the first half. Let's not do it anymore. Or he said, this wasn't working good in the first half. Let's continue to do it. Let's do it. And for some reason, that seems to not allow him to be fired. Oh, by the way, that's not it. That's actually not true. They want to fire him. They can't. They're cash poor. They have been paying. They have to pay off their Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. They have to so, pay off their John Gruden mistake. So nobody likes... Josh McDaniels, including ownership. He clearly has no real grasp of the game. He has a better resume to an extent than people like that are going to be fired, a.k.a. Lucky Smith, Nathaniel Hackett. You know, those guys are going to get the can. They can't get rid of Josh McDaniels. Also, the craziest stat you gave me. Since JJ or since JJ Watt, no, since TJ Watt's been back, they're four and two. What what are we doing here? I I don't understand. Like I don't get it. By the way, if Mitch Trubisky was playing, fine, I would probably take Vegas plus two and a half. He's not. Kenny Pickett is. Kenny Pickett is at least mobile and at least can run the offense and not throw the ball to the other team. Trubisky does that. I, the caveat here. I, I think Kenny Pickett's out of concussion protocol. If he's not, fine. I'll, I'll take this pick off. But fine, I get it. I, I, I just think that this is the reverse Dan Campbell. This is like people don't want to play for this guy. He clearly has like is not wanting is doing things to not win the game. And uh, yes, Adams might go off. That's fine. Two reasons: a, I'm not playing him in fantasy, and b. He's going to have two touchdowns and 100 yards. Great. Then they're going to stop throwing him the ball. And by the way, Adams did not have, like, a very good game last week. Why? Because, again, Josh Daniels, Josh McDaniels goes, man, I got Darren Waller back. Man, I got Hunter Renfro back. Man, I got Josh Jacobs. What do I do with all this talent? Who is the alpha who Dude, got you there? He, he was throwing to Matt Collins and Keelan Cole Dude. on the ending drive. I didn't understand it. I get it. Devontae Adams demands a lot of attention. That's fine. You won games when you pass the ball to Devontae Adams 17 times. Pass the ball to him again 18 times, 20 times. Who cares? Half your passes can go to him. I don't care. Does it win the game? Yeah, again. He said it best. Devontae Adams said it best. He's like, if I didn't get the ball thrown to me every time I was double covered, I would get the ball three times a game. And he's like, it, it just can't be that way. Aaron Rodgers threw to him in triple coverage. 
and it was money. Like, use your best players. It doesn't matter if they're double covered. It doesn't matter what's going on. They are the best players, and they have gotten that reputation because they have beaten that over and over again. I just believe there's too much talent on this Raiders team for them to keep screwing up, and they are still in the playoff hunt. Listen, a a perfect example of of something like that. Perfect example. They are 8-6. and They are probably going to make the playoffs. They have two of the best, probably the best wide receivers in the NFL, two top ten at least. Tyreek Hill gets targeted ten-plus times a game. And guess what? He may catch four of them. He also, the perfect example was two weeks ago against, uh, who was that? Was that against uh, Belichick? No. Two weeks ago against the Bills. Against the Bills. Two weeks ago against the Bills. Guess what? Tyreek Hill. No, this was last week. Tyreek Hill had like four catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown off of 12 targets or something like that. Guess what? They were close. They should have won that game. They could have won that game. They do not care. They're going to move him around. They do not care that he's double covered. They'll make him get the ball. Devontae Adams, get him the ball. I don't care if he's double covered. Justin Jefferson, double covered. You're in the same tier. Throw him the ball. All right. Let's stop disagreeing, and let's get to back get back to being friends. The Vikings burned you last week. I hate and you're the Vikings. Coming, and you're coming back for more. I talked you into this one. Under 48. I hate everything about him. Giants versus Vikings. I hate everything about him. Like, I feel like I could take your your speech from last week, copy and paste it into here, and just sub out Colts for Giants, and it would work perfectly. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. This is very simple. This is very simple. The Giants the Giants scored 20 points last week. 2-0. 2-0. And they had one offensive score. One. Seriously, if you take if, if you take out last week, if you take out the two defensive scores or special team scores, plus the turnover that Kirk Cousins had early in the game. That led to a touchdown that was yeah, like a 20-yard. We're talking about a completely different scenario. They're not throwing the ball 40 times in the second half alone. Just not doing that. Ken, no, KJ Osborne had 16 targets last week. Justin Jefferson had 14 targets last week. In no scenario did that happen. We're talking about, like, statistically, the craziest thing happened last week for them to hit the over and put up 70 points. Oh, you mean 33 to nothing comeback has never happened in NFL history? <laughs> Literally. So I'm, I'm totally out on this. I, I'm, I, I, I do not believe the only thing that – the only reason that this is so high is because Minnesota's defense sucks so royally. And if you watch them play, they play cover two and never, ever, 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 ever come out of it. It's crazy. They, it's not even necessarily that they play cover two. They play a cover two shell, and they just sit back and say, hey, yeah, yeah just keep throwing the ball over there. It doesn't matter. We're also not going to load the box to let you run the ball. We don't care. Fine. They have two options. They can take away the entire offense of the New York Giants by loading the box. And when I say the entire offense, I mean – the entire offense, or you can let them run the ball and run out the clock and not score on your own. Both of those sound like under to me. All right. I agree. The, and, and the Vikings, they just 
do whatever the game script tells them. It's like, oh, we should be throwing here. Okay, let's do that. Oh, it's close. We should be running. Let's do that. It, they're, they're just so vanilla. All right, my next pick, though, Atlanta versus Baltimore, under 35 and a half. Another Eastern Coast game where it's going to be cold, it's going to be windy, it's going to be just ugly. Uh, I think Lamar comes back. I'm not positive on that. Uh, he's looking good. This is Wednesday that we're recording, so he might get ruled out later. But we saw Desmond Ritter last week. It wasn't pretty. The man ran out of bounds on a Hail Mary play as time expired. Like he good couldn't. Football. He, good football. And the Ravens, since adding Roquan Smith, have been an absolute elite monster at stopping it, just one on defense, two, especially against the run. They haven't been 49ers quality on the defense as a whole, but they've been really good at shutting down running games. All the Falcons can do is run the football. Drake London has looked good, but the Ravens have Marcus Williams over the top and Marlon Humphrey in his face. I don't see a path that looks well uh, for the Falcons to cover this. It's a seven and a half point spread for them, which is absurdly high given the conditions and the low total. Um, so I don't trust the to- either side, but give me under 35 and a half. Both these teams are going to want to run the clock out and get out of there. The uh, Ravens, Lamar has a good arm. I think maybe one or two deep shots, but why would you do that when you can just run through uh, the Falcons offense, get your solid lead and go home. Justin Tucker isn't going to miss two or have two field goal attempts that don't go in. One was a block, one was a miss. I am trusting the Ravens once again to just completely control this game and win this thing in an ugly, ugly fashion. You're talking uh, 13 to 6, 17 to 10, something By real low scoring. Devin Duvernay and Rashad Bateman both on IR done for the season. So. Look at that. They have no one to throw to. Deshaun Jackson, that's who they have to throw to. How depressing. And 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 Deshaun Robinson. What's his name? Robinson. Last his name. Demarcus. Demarcus Robinson. Um, Here we yeah, are. We overlooked one of your picks. You have over 43 and a half marked for the Lions Panthers. I don't think you talked about that. Oh, yeah, this is very clear. Again, once again, Detroit's gonna put up points. Carolina may put up a couple, but the reality is I think Detroit is going to put up points and stay up. That's it. Very simple. More than this is very similar. Similarly, the Tampa Bay argument here. Tampa Bay throws the ball a lot. Arizona sucks at defending the ball in the air. Their defense is really, really bad against the pass. Detroit, good offense, elite offense, fantastic offense. Carolina, not good at football. Sam Darnold. Eh, okay, maybe. He might be able to get a couple of points. This is totally all Detroit points. Okay. That's bold. Bold. We're going to close out then with Chargers versus Indy. This is the fifth week in a row I'm taking the Chargers. They started me out 0-2, but now they are 1-1 against the spread. And I believe in them. I will never stop believing in the Chargers, and I don't know why. I feel like I bet them a lot last year, and it hurt me a lot. But I love this team. Justin Herbert... If he would just, like, all they do is they keep the game close, and then they say, Justin Herbert, we need a miracle play in the fourth quarter. And that pass to Mike Williams on their final drive last week was just amazing. It's 40 yards on a rope. The defender is right up on Mike Williams. He puts his hand up, and Justin Herbert throws it so hard that the defender can't defend the pass and isn't ready for it because it was 40 yards right in 
right in the face. So on a rope, on a laser, on the run, in bounds, falling out of bounds. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Just just absurd. Uh, I hope Joey Bosa comes back. I'm not going to say he is for sure, but they still have Khalil Mack, who can create pressure. Derwin James should be playing in this game, and you have two stars on defense that should be enough against the Colts, who are playing former Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Go, Nick. Not going to be good. Go, Nick. Jonathan Taylor, likely, we don't, I, I don't think, He's done. He's on IR. He's on IR. Jonathan Taylor is out for sure. I like the Colts' defense. I don't like it more than the Chargers' offense. Austin Eckler, great. They have Josh Kelly to pound and take some of the burden on the ground. Uh, They are actually healthy, and you talked about it way back when. Once this team gets healthy, they will move the ball. They will be good, and they they look good with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen out there. Uh, So I'm believing Chargers minus 5.5. This is indoors, too, that plays to, you know, the better passing game, which in this case, look at that. It's Chargers. So I will never stop believing in the Los Angeles Chargers, even though they always curse me. Ken, I know you're still here, buddy. Deion Jackson is the play. Deion (laughs) Jackson. Going to be losing to the Chargers. Play him. PPR master. Ten catches, 50 yards, 15 points. Nick Foles going to dump it off to him. Nick Foles going to dump it off to him. All right. That covers all of our picks, all of our sound financial wisdom, and fantasy advice. We're good. Put it on a parlay. Bet the parlay. <laughs> bet whatever whatever this is, except you'd have to bet all the parlay on all of these games, except mm. for the Las Vegas-Pittsburgh game. It's the only one where we differ. So bet all of that one. So put in two parlays. Two parlays. Yeah, one with Pittsburgh in it, one with the Raiders in it. Boom. You're destined to hit. Uh, so technically you can hedge. Eh, not really. No. Uh, I'm, it's not a hedge. You, it's have like, it's, opposite. you have to pick the complete opposite <laughs> with that game. Yeah, let's not get into that. It, it, it. It's too technically sound for us right now. We're tired. All right. If you make your fantasy championship, reach out to us. If you have questions and our financial wisdom and all this knowledge we have built up through years and years of making making a show, let us know. Like, comment, subscribe. One day I'll remember to say that at the beginning of the show instead of the end. All right. Thanks so much for listening. I got to hit the stop button. They're listening still.